What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Part Convos. This is season one, episode two of our podcast, and I'm your host, Jay. Last week was our very first episode, and it was talking about Salmon culture. You know, we were answering anthropology questions from my sister-in-law for her project. If you haven't checked that out already, go ahead and click the link in the bio and check it out. If you had, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for listening. And thank you for the feedback. I appreciate you guys so much. And if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Part Convos Podcast. Exactly how it sounds. Exactly how it's spelled in an English dictionary. And leave a comment leave a dm we're open to topic ideas we're open to talking about anything just hit us up so earlier on earlier this week on instagram we had a poll asking you guys what you guys would like to hear next on the podcast on the poll there was culture relationship invite a guest or family and you guys voted or most of you voted for relationship we opened up questions again for you guys to ask about what you wanted to know about relationships and most of the questions had to do with my relationship so today's episode is called love and marriage and we're going to be talking about my lovely marriage so i'm not going to keep you guys waiting anymore get in loser let's talk a lot of these questions they were asked that were asked are pretty good questions i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and read them off to you And then we're just going to slowly talk through about them. Hopefully I get to everyone. How's marriage? What is something you wish you knew about relationships growing up? Do you think being teen parents has something to do with staying together? What's the hardest part about being in a relationship and being a teen mom? Do you think you missed out on anything because you married your high school sweetheart? Do you think men emulate the example of a man they witnessed growing up? How do you know whether you're in a toxic relationship or not? How long have you been married? How did you guys meet? And do your parents like your husband slash relationship? What was it like being a teen mom? Is your husband now the dad? My man doesn't post often on social media. Should I be worried he doesn't post me? Slash us. What do you think about date nights necessary? What was the definition of love to you growing up? Did it change once you got older? Do you guys fight in front of your kids? Do you show affection in front of your kids? How do arguments play out in your relationship? How do you feel about interracial dating? Not so much about marriage, but how do you deal with toxic in-laws that live with you? Thank you to everybody that asked the question. I'm going to try my best to get to every single one of them. Um, But these are really great questions. So we're going to start from the very beginning. How did my husband and I meet? My husband and I were 13, and we both lived at the same apartment complex, and we were outside playing catch. That's that's how we met. There's this grass area. All the kids in the apartment complex would go, and they would play tag, play steal the bacon. We would have a bunch of games there. Literally, that's where everybody went to go meet up every single day after school or on the weekends, and that's where we played, and that's where I met my husband. I was throwing with one other kid that kid left he stepped in and we were throwing the ball back and forth back and forth to the point where my arm was hurting at that i was just like okay sir like we've been throwing this forever i just told him like hey you know i'm tired i'm gonna go inside i went inside 
And then he went and asked my sister, like, hey, you know, what was that girl's name? The one that was playing catch with me. And my sister's like, oh, my sister? He's just like, uh, yeah, if that's the girl that I was playing catch with. And she's like, oh, let me go get her. She comes inside while I'm watching my SpongeBob, minding my business. See, Dad, it wasn't my fault. It was her fault. She came and got me and she introduced me to him. So it was her fault. Anyways. She came in. She's like, hey, he wants to know your name. I'm just like, okay, so tell him my name. Are you kidding me? And she's just like, come on, just come outside and talk to him. I was like, bro, just tell him my name. And she's just like, dude, come outside and just tell him your name. It's not that hard. When you start to tell me that things aren't that hard, that's when I'm like, you know what? Like, I guess. I don't want you to think I'm lazy. So I hopped up. I went out there like, hey, you know, my name is so-and-so. He goes, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. And we stood there and just stared at each other. I'm just like, this is why I came outside for you to just stare at me after I gave you my name. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go back inside. And my sister just kept trying to convince me to stay outside. She's like, just stay outside, just stay outside. I was like, no. After that, we started hanging out more. That's when we were 13. That's when we first met. And then summer of 2006, we were 14. I just egged a car. I'm running away in an alley. And I come across him. He's like, hey, can I talk to you? And he doesn't even make eye contact with me. He just points at me and just looks at the ground. Hey, can I talk to you? I'm like, uh, sure. So then we move into the apartment complex because I wasn't trying to get caught after I egged somebody's car. And he's like, um, do you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> if, if, you, if I think about it now, it's kind of like awkward. But um, it was cute. He's just like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was just like, yeah. Mind you, I have never had a boyfriend before that. I don't know how many girlfriends he had. He was a little player player. I'm just kidding. But um, 14 years old at that point. And then he was just like, you want to be my girlfriend? So we started hanging out more. We just, instead of playing catch, we, you know, we were walking around the apartment complex far far away from our house like my apartment complex uh his parents would work or they weren't ever really home it was just his siblings but they were nice i think some of them well one of them was just i don't like her (laughs) we're cool now but i didn't like her uh yeah so we would just walk around and then (laughs) and then we would hold hands and all that good stuff. I mean, not all that good stuff. I'm not at that age, no. Uh, yeah, so that's how we met. And then going further along, we started dating at 14. And then we became teen parents at 16. Yikes. 16 years old. That's when I had my first child. Um, that's our love story. <laughs> so we got we got together. We, we started dating at 14. We got pregnant at 16, and then we got married. Ooh, I don't even know. Let me do the numbers real quick. We got married at 26. Ten years later, after having our first child, that's when we got married. And... Now we're married. We've been married for three years, almost four years. So we chose our dating date to get married on. So we're married on. So we only have one anniversary. So 
when we when our four years of marriage hits, it's gonna be our sixteen years together. Ooh, yeah, that's the story on my husband and I. So to go more into questions, in the beginning, my dad was very against relationships. I'm telling you, any relationship. If you were friends with a guy, he sh- he shut that down. If you were acquaintance with a guy, he shut that down. If you were partners with a guy, he shut that down. He would go to the teacher like, oh, is there another female that she can be partner with? He he would shut it all down. And even with the opposite sex, he would shut down. If we were watching Disney Channel and Simba's over there nick- licking Nala, he'd shut that down. I'm telling you, anything and everything that had to do with, you know, relationships and stuff like that, my, my dad was there to shut it down. So I'm surprised... Yeah. I'm surprised about how long we lasted without getting shut down by my dad. Uh, let's see. So one of the questions was, do you think being teen parents played a role in us staying together? And it's an easy no for me. I fell in love with my husband as a person before I fell in love with him as a father. I knew him first as a person before I knew him as a father. So that's 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 my answer. <laughs> and then I had and then I asked him because, you know, some of these questions I wanted to see his point of view on it. So I asked him, I need you, I told him I need to answer this question. Did having a kid play a part in us staying together? He told me no it didn't. I already knew you were the one. Yeah, I was dumb, but I always knew we were going to spend life together. Oh, nice life. No, uh, he goes on to say, do you remember a long time at the apartments under the tree that we used to sit at? We always just sit out under this one tree and it wasn't until my mom was going to check the mail that we realized mm, this spot is burned. <laughs> he said at the apartments under that tree, we used to sit at, I told you I was going to marry you. And he did. He he was this 14-year-old slick talker talking about, you. we're going to get married one day. You're going to be my wife. You're going to have my kids. Mm, sir, let me, let's just stop speaking that type of stuff into existence. He said, we weren't even together that long, but I knew. You thought I was joking, so you just laughed me off, but I was dead serious. And he was serious. So you pretty much talked our whole existence into existence. I'm going to need you to talk about us holding a million dollars soon Mm. (laughs) but yeah uh i yeah i believe even if we didn't have kids or even if we didn't have kids that early i believe we'd still be together he's my lobster uh moving along how's marriage marriage is Marriage is ghetto. <laughs> no, but marriage is um marriage is different every day. Some days we get along, some days I just want to karate chop him in the throat. And some days I'm sure he wants to tell me to shut the fuck up, but he doesn't cuz he knows I'm an emotional gangster and I will spend a whole day crying but texting you f you middle finger middle finger middle finger. <laughs> it's about balance, you know? But it's never the same every day. It's always something different. 
Hold on, let me get to this person real quick. Their question. My man doesn't post often on social media. Should I be worried he doesn't post me slash us? Girl, if he doesn't post often, why are you sitting there waiting for a post? You're driving yourself crazy waiting for a post when you know your man don't post often. He's probably just on there watching stupid videos, watching sports, and sending it to his friends and just laughing. And you're in a corner miserable because you don't see... A Woman Crush Wednesday post? Let's do better. <laughs> I'm so sorry if that sounds insensitive. I do not mean to sound it like that. But I'm just saying, like... Don't don't waste your day waiting for a post when you know your man doesn't stay on... So, like, posting on social media. It's a waste of your time. And then you're just all up in your head like, Oh, he doesn't love me. He doesn't love me. If a post... Is the only way to assure you that he loves you. Ma'am, I don't think that's love. But I hope you uh, figure it out. What was the definition of love to you growing up? Did it change once you got older? The definition of love to me growing up. Let's see. I thought the definition of love was literally fairy tales i thought it was always going to be you know sweets and flowers and everything you saw in those rom-coms the happy endings but it's not like that it totally changed when i got older the arguments the fights the disagreements i didn't see that I didn't see that in my little crystal globe when I was looking at love in my future. I didn't see that at all. Was I unprepared for it? No, because I saw it often in my par- in our household. My parents, you know, they had their disagreements a lot. But I didn't think that I was going to have it in mine. And I did. We do have disagreements a lot. A lot of people like to look at our like to look at your life and what you post on social media, I'm like, oh my gosh, they got it together. They've been together so long. Yada, yada, yada. Their kids are perfect. No. No. We we fight our, ba- our battles silently. Whatever we go through, we fight it silently. You don't need a team to fight a battle that's between you and your husband. That's for sure. Once you have a team, you guys already lost. Because you got one person in their ear, you got another group in your ear telling you what you want to hear, but not what you need to hear. And that's why sometimes... No, that's why most disagreements should be dealt with with your significant other. Talk to your significant your significant other. Like if you're disagreeing with them, does it make sense that you're going over there crying to your to your group of friends? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, yeah. Of course they're gonna tell you, fuck him. Of course his friends are gonna be like, man, fuck that bitch. Let's go, let's go drink. And I think that's what's wrong with nowadays type of love. A lot of people look for. How do you say it? Validation. Just like this girl looking for a post. People look for validation through likes. People look for validation through their friends and 
people look for validation through their homies and a crowd of people that don't even fucking matter that aren't even fighting in this relationship for this relationship. One thing people got to learn is nobody wants to see you guys win. Nobody wants to see you happier than them. And I feel like as soon as people get a hold of that truth, then they're going to realize, oh, I'm better off just having this conversation with my husband. I'm better off having this conversation with my wife. Trust me, I do not want my husband out talking to another female about issues that we have. When I'm sitting there talking to you, what's wrong? What's wrong? And you're just going to sit there and nothing. Uh, obviously, yeah, because this bitch is over here talking about she knows what the fuck is wrong with our relationship. But you over here telling me nothing. See, now we got more of an issue. Before, it was an issue between us. Now, it's an issue between me, you, and this bitch. And now, if I go add a guy, now there's four people. They go add their friends, more people. So, now, what was once, you know, happy, you two just yourselves, now it's just a bunch of people in your guys' business. And that's why I feel like... Social media is dangerous. People can go on there and just bash their significant... And then they're going to go back to them. Ma'am, didn't you just post you were single like two minutes ago? And then you're going to post a a picture of you two? It's not a good look, girl. It's not a good look. So, my definition of love definitely changed because... I I expected some lovey... I expected my man to wait on me hand and foot. I expected not to work. <laughs> I expected not to work. I expected flowers. I expected chocolate. I expected, you know, cute little love notes with my coffee on the side table. Psych! I woke up from that dream real quick. Love is something that you got to work for every freaking day. Because what they lack, you pick, that's when you pick up. When when you lack, that's when they pick up. It's a, it's a balance type deal. And I learned that the hard way. Because I used to be looking at my man like, did you see so-and-so? He just like bought his girl something. And he's, he's like, okay, good for him and his girl. My husband was very blunt. When he wasn't my husband, even now, he's very blunt. He gets, he like cuts to the chase and tells me, Okay, but is that's not who we are. That's who I wanted to be like. My my older brother. Ooh, that relationship was toxic. I wanted to be exactly like my older brother and his baby mama. And then when I was growing up, I mean, as I got older, I was like, why did I want that? That was not okay. That was very much toxic. And 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 I remember my husband telling me we're not them, they're not us. But if you keep trying to push us to be like them, look at how they are now. That's what you want for us? I don't want that. And that's when I told myself, like, damn. You really should pick new role models to be. <laughs> so, yes. How do arguments play out in your relationship? Arguments... My husband's more of the level-headed one. Very level-headed. He'll he'll want to talk it out right then and there, but I'm just sitting in the corner like, no, like I'm pissed. If if you keep if you keep poking me, like, 
I'm gonna turn around and just scratch your eye out with words. That's what I'm saying. Not not actually scratch his eye out. I'm not psycho. But if you do do that, you're not psycho either. Maybe you know he deserved it. But he wants to hash it out right then and there. But me, I kind of need time to feel what I feel. And sometimes I'm just very over exaggerated about how I feel. I'm, I'm very dramatic. So I try I try to calm down before I even speak to him because I don't want to say nothing messed up and and not be able to take it back. And I feel like that's important too. You got to you got to know yourself. If you need time to to just breathe and not say shit that you're not going to be able to take back, then you need to let them know like when I'm quiet, shut the hell up. If I'm quiet, just know that I'm trying to find the words that won't be so fucked up. I'm trying to find civil words to say to you so that we can figure this out. But if you keep fucking poking me, I'm eventually going to fucking poke back. Poke, bitch slap, everything. But arguments, uh, if they last long, it's because of me. Is because I'm very stubborn. I'm very... uh, No, hell no. You said what you said. Don't take it back. But sometimes, a lot of times, most of the times, it's me mishearing what he said. Yeah. And then this it goes into this one. Do you guys fight in front of your kids? Do you show infection in front of your kids? We try not to fight in front of our kids. When I catch ourselves that... Like, when I catch that we are about to fight in front of her i just stay quiet and then i look at him and i text him like this can wait i feel like it's bad to fight in front of your kids because you guys look like you're not on the same team and then they they feel like they can you know turn you guys against each other maybe that's what i saw in like white movies or some shit but i feel like it works for us I'll text them and be like, not right now, you know, wait till we get home, wait till the kids get dropped off, or wait till we're alone, but just shut the hell up. I have to get my, you know, two cents and shut the fuck up. The kids are in the car. But <laughs> most of the time, you know, he's level-headed, he's okay. Do we show affection in front of our kids? Yes. I want them to know that their parents loved each other. As many times as their mom is... You know, telling their dad to shut the fuck up. I want them to know that she also loved him. Yes. There's love in this house. What do you think about date nights? I think it's very, very, very necessary. And I feel like this part is for the men. We need it. We need it more than than you need that 20 bucks in your wallet. It's a mental thing. It. We get to reset away from the kids, away from distractions, just us, like how it used to be. Like sometimes it's a nostalgic thing for me. Just like remember when it was just us, we it was forbidden love. (laughs) But we used to have like 20 bucks or five bucks. Well, not 20. I didn't have no money. He had money. But we would just go to 7-Eleven and we would just buy in Arizona, share some chips. Like, that shit is is dope to me. Like, if we could just pick up, go to the store real quick and just sit in the car, sip our coffee before we go into the house of craziness. 
that shit is fucking necessary. I need that. I need to know that we're good. I need to know that you still see me as me and not just a mom, not just an employee, not just not just all of that. I want to know that you still see me as the girl that you met before, you know, we had kids. The girl that we that that couple that used to have fun. Like, we can still be that, but some guys, they just don't get it. They don't get that date nights are necessary for the women's mentality. We t- we use it to keep us sane. We use it to totally just reset. And then if we can be the best us, then we're, we're able to go and give the best to our kids, to give our best to you guys, give our best to our families, give our best to everybody else. But if we're lacking on the inside, if our mental state isn't all there i'm not saying like psycho i'm not saying like crazy eyes or nothing but how do i how do i put it it's like a reset button i'm gonna keep saying it it's like a reset button even if it's just for 15 20 minutes we go down the street get coffee and just sit in the car finish our coffee before we go in the house that shit is much appreciated it's much appreciated, even more so than flowers. A, a nice hot meal without kids tugging on you, talking about, I don't like that, or I don't want that, I'm not hungry. Just to worry about yourself, to enjoy your coffee while it's still in a mocha frap form rather than an icy water bath. Very necessary, guys. And I say guys because I feel like guys are the most um, are most likely to say no to those. I feel like guys are most likely to say no to date nights or just brush it off as if it's like a waste of time. And that that right there hurts our feelings. Well, it hurts my feelings. If I tell you like, hey, like you want to go to dinner and you just tell me like, nah. I'm going to just sit there like, oh, okay. But did you stop to think about whether I wanted to go to get dinner? Like, did you stop to think whether, hmm, maybe she wants to go to dinner. Let me ask her. No. It's more than just dinner. It's more than just coffee. It's more than just, you know, just a break. It's it's a lot more than that. There's a the whole backstory behind that. How do you know whether you're in a toxic relationship or not? Honestly, I believe you'll know when you're not you're in a toxic relationship is when there's nothing left to give and you're not gaining anything. When you feel like you're so drained from trying to love somebody and then you have nothing left to give i feel like that's how you know you're in a toxic relationship or do that thing that whatchamacallit why did i get married janet jackson gave her homies some paper like oh if the cons you know outweigh the pros then you gotta go you gotta let go and if it's the other vice versa if it's the other way around then it's a good man do that 
honestly, I feel like it's just intuition. You gotta, you gotta be able to tell yourself when you gotta, you gotta just step back from it. And you, it's really up to you, really up to you. Who's nobody's gonna be able to tell you that because if they tell you and you don't like what you're hearing, once again, you're wasting people's time, or you're including this person. I feel like you got to be able to know whether you're in a toxic relationship or not. But but like I said, I feel like it's you are giving, 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 and you're just drained to the point where you have nothing left to give. You got to step away. You can't pour from an empty cup. If nobody's pouring into your cup or if your significant other is not pouring into your cup, you got to walk away. At that point, it's not it's not serving you the way it should. But like I said, it's really up to you. So when my husband and I first started dating, it was a secret. My parents didn't know about it. Only my siblings knew about it. And but it was after I got married. I mean, pregnant. That's when it wasn't a secret, obviously. But my dad still disliked my husband so much. Like who who wouldn't right? Who wouldn't dislike the man that got their daughter pregnant? So it took a while for my dad to come around. Um, one time, he showed up at our doorstep. He's like, "I want to see my son," because my dad kept him away from our kid, hoping that if he kept him away from our kid, kept him away from me, we it would just die out. But it didn't. My man was a fighter. Mm. No, but it didn't die out. My husband, like, he stuck around. Even when we were living at a motel, he he secretly, you know, came by, gave us money, gave us money to pay for the rooms, gave him money to buy food, gave us money for his diapers. My my dad still doesn't know, I believe, that he was very much involved, even though my, my dad would, like, ban him from seeing his son. And don't come for my dad. He was very old school. He like he very much disliked my husband at the time. But now they besties. But honestly, that was probably a hard point in our relationship that I thought we wouldn't be able to get past. My dad disliking him. And I felt like his mom didn't like me, but maybe that's a different topic. But yes. It took a while for my dad to come around. So when he went to go see my dad, like, I want to see my son. I feel like my dad saw him as a man, no longer a kid. And he told him, okay, come back once you've graduated high school. As soon as my husband graduated, he went and he got his son. He went and he did what he said he was going to do. And then after that, my dad was still kind of like on my neck about having a relationship. But then he realized like, this all right like fuck it this is they they are not gonna listen (laughs) they're gonna do whatever the hell they want to do so whatever and then at that point both families are trying to force marriage on us because we had our kid and i'm just like no we're still growing we still have a lot of growth to do or we still have a lot of growing to do so that's why we barely got married in like 2018 10 years after we had our kid 
And I don't think we regret it. I don't regret it. We had a lot of growing to do. And I feel like within the time of us having a kid. And then finally getting married. There was so much growth there that. I was like okay now let's get married. Alright. And. Let's see this last question. It says, not so much about marriage, but how do you deal with toxic in-laws that live with you? I can't say I have toxic in-laws. <laughs> but, um, honestly, how many times have I said honestly? I, f- I believe I've said honestly with all the questions, but I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had with your husband. With your wife. Whoever's family that lives with you. So say. My husband's family lives with us. And they're toxic. I would go to my husband. And tell him like. Hey you know like. I do not like this. I don't like when they do this. I don't like when they do this. And I don't like when they do this. Especially when it deals with kids honestly. Again honestly. But especially when it has to deal with kids. Sometimes they don't know when to not cross the line. Know that you're an aunt. Know that you're an uncle. Respect that I'm the mom. Move back. But there's this thing in Samoan that we say, Pui Pui Leva. There's this line that you don't want to cross because once you cross that line, you'll never be able to come back from it. So let's say my husband's family pisses me off. And I go off on them. like A bunch of fuck yous, a bunch of fuck this, a bunch of hoes and whatnot gets thrown out. I can't come back from that. I'll never be able to come back from that. We'll be cool. Like, we'll probably be cool. Get over it. Forgive, forgive, forgive. But they'll never let go of that situation. We'll never be able to get past the fact that we went there. That's why I feel like this is a conversation that has to be had with whosoever family that is. So if it was my family, my, my, my husband could come to me and talk to me. And then I would go and say something to them. And depending on whether they're respectful of our relationship or whether they respect my husband or me, that's how they would take it. But I would never go out of my way and go and say it to his family. Because like I said, I'm trying to protect that line and never cross it. So, in the end, it's a conversation that needs to be had with whosoever family that is. And sometimes when I disagree with my husband's family, I text him while we're in the same room. And I'm hoping that he'll speak up for me as we're sitting there. So I can see for myself, like, okay, like he has my back. Like, I'll text him on the side. He'll read it. And then he speaks up for me. And, you know, that we're cool. Or I'll text him. And if he doesn't see it, we'll get in the car and then he'll read it. And he's like, oh, how come you didn't say nothing? Like, really? Really, bro? Like, I'm going to tell you in front of your mom and your sisters no? But, yeah, for me, I feel like you got to protect that line. And in conclusion, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's 
our love story love and marriage story. i feel like i got everything if not i'm so sorry thank you guys so much for tuning in make sure you go ahead and you follow us on instagram at part combos podcast and then click the link in the bio to never miss a new episode see you guys next week bye